0: Hey guys, welcome to another week of TechCast. I'm 9. I'm 4. I'm 2. And today, I'm not exaggerating that it was a jam-packed week full of tech news from all across the world. It was a huge week, and I'm not even exaggerating that. And because of that, we're making this this TechCast a little special. We're making it a 45-minute special TechCast. I could not, and I really tried, I really tried to contain everything (laughs) in 30 minutes, I, I once you see the stories, once I give you the links, you're going to realize does the list end? So let's let's not yep. waste any time right now. We, we also, before we through. do
1: get into it, uh, if you want, go ahead and check us out on social media at the 429 Podcast on pretty much any social platform. Uh, you can also see us at the 429 Podcast.com. Yes, thank you for. So
0: let's get on with the news. First things first, we're talking about an old friend, Boston Dynamics. They're in the news again, a four favorite. Oh, Apparently wow. Hyundai is in the talks of buying them out. Mm. Oh man. So the deal is that the Korean model maker Hyundai will be the third company in the last seven years to own Boston Dynamics. It used to it's currently owned by SoftBank Group, and before that it was owned by Google. So these guys, uh you know, we, we talked about Boston Dynamics before. Interesting. You, you know they're they're you know they're known for their robotics, uh they're their biggest uh, shell right now is the I think called the Spot, that little dog yep. thing, right? Uh, since they've been bought by SoftBank, they've been trying to basically commercialize their little robot now, trying to fit it in applications like industrial warehousing and stuff like that. And he's doing good, but it seems that like Hyundai has it, his eyes on the prize now. Uh, so and they're they're you know Hyundai is is not a stranger to the automatic robotic world. They they've really been pushing boundaries. In, in October of last year, uh, they said that they're trying to invest $41 trillion, um in the future mobilization technology by 2025. So mm-hmm. they got a lot of money on this. What do, what do you guys think about this? I mean, it's actually
1: surprising. I, it's, such a, it's such an odd thing, Hyundai. Hyundai, I never would have thought that they'd be going after a robots company like that. No, nah, no. Nah, Hyundai is uh, really... I
0: do, you know, another one that's a close competitor that's, and that's also big in robotic is Honda. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Honda's robotics division. No, I had no idea. They're really no, they're really big. They're one of the big uh, players in the in the uh, robotic division. They're always trying to produce. I right now they're trying to produce more like humanoids robotics, right? Uh but they're in there too, and they're really making strides in that. What do you what do you think? Too. What do you think about this?
2: No, I think it's awesome. Um, I'm excited to see what Honda decides to do with it. But uh, I think this is an interesting combination. And so we'll just have to wait and see like what really comes out of it. I mean, maybe Hyundai is the one that comes with the first Transformer car. I don't know, right? But, like, yeah,
0: be You, you got to also remember that um, his current owner, SoftBanks, right? The, it, it has his hand in the robotics, but with uh, Hyundai's current vision and future plans that they're trying to go with, right, it's more in line with what I think Boston Dynamics' original goals and visions are, right? Mm-hmm. You know, South Bang is trying to commercialize it, trying to make this a product they can sell now. Is is, is Hyundai also
1: a Japanese company? Are they both Hyundai Korean, and, and Honda? Korean Korean. Oh, Korean, okay. Korean,
0: they're Korean. I was gonna say because uh, if they
1: were both Japanese, like, you know, dang, I mean like I know that I knew that Japan was very advanced in terms of like the robotics and whatnot. So that wouldn't have surprised me as much. Oh yeah, of course. But no, no the Korean's probably about the same, so
0: Korean's about the same. They're really like I said, Hyundai is really trying to has been showing a very sharp increase in out of many vehicles, technology, and robotics just the past year. So it's not surprising that you're, like, kind of, you know, sur- you know surprised about this kind of news. Very recently, I would say since September of last year, they've been really trying to go that route. I think they see a future there for them. Uh, and it makes sense with, like, you know, Tesla automatics uh, programs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have Ford who also trying to go on that stride. It makes sense. And they're trying to be, they're trying not to fall behind. So, yeah. you know. Exciting news! Let's well, so right now it's it's in the talk, so no official confirmation, but you know we'll see. Very exciting stuff.
1: Yes, it let's is. Let's go on
0: to the let's go to the next one, and this one you guys may find it more interesting than most. But Python creator is joins Microsoft.
1: Oh man, Python
0: what joins Microsoft? Python creator, the guy who created... Ben rosso Yeah. Oh shit, Ben rosso the creator of the Python programming language has announced that he's unretired and joined Microsoft <laughs> Development Division.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say he was retired. All he really did was maintain the Python repo from time to time, but that's about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. So uh, he, if you guys don't know him, he's the creator of Python. Which, if, if our if our audience don't know, it's a programming language, one of the big ones, very popular with beginners. This is, you know, syntax is very user friendly. It's very nice to work with, easy to understand visually. Um, this guy created it. Uh, he was last employed by Dropbox, and he retired October of last year after six and a half years with the company. Nice, but uh, clearly that retirement wasn't meant to last. Um, and he, he, said got he, <laughs> he got bored. He got bored. Some these, he got bored. of was bored you know, in the house. He was in the house bored. bored. Exactly. <laughs> these curators, you know, these guys, they, they they have their minds always working. They're they you can't stop the gears in their heads. And you know, after even a year was too much for him, and he had to come back. Uh, he said he's going to try to make Python better for sure, and not just on Windows for everyone. Uh, so what, what do you guys think? This is a pretty pretty big
1: news. I mean, it's interesting for sure. You know, I think it's pretty cool. Like, you know, you have a couple of programming languages coming out of Microsoft, right? You like C Sharp. I think that's managed by them. You got F Sharp. That's yep. managed by them. You have yep. other stuff like uh, Microsoft SQL. I think that's paid for service, but... Look, and Microsoft's even coming out with their own quantum computing
2: language, too, so I wouldn't be surprised if Van Rosum is heading towards that yeah. to make quantum computing, like, the next frontier, but super easy to get on.
1: Yeah, he he could. You know, there's there's a lot they could do with this guy. He's very smart. Obviously, Python is, you know, probably the most – or one of the most popular languages right now. Um, you know, I mean, it's just pretty much data, like he a data data
0: heavy dude.
2: Exists. You know, like, as a data-heavy dude, I have to say, like, Python's the go-to for anything data-related, right? So, like – well, I'm excited to see what comes out of this, but I think Microsoft's gonna do well. Yeah, I agree.
0: Great acquisition yeah. for him. Yeah, this guy this guy's a you know a genius. He worked he's you know, he worked on what, what Python was in a, back in nineteen eighty nine. Uh he's He's worked in the United States Institution of Standard Technology in the mid '90s, and worked in various companies, and even worked at, at Google from 2010 to 2012, which I think is a, a very pinnacle moment for Google, since that's. Really- I think he was on the
2: Go team when he was there, so that explains why Go is a really good language too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he and he's been working on. Uh, he worked in Google also on the App Engine too. So, so you know, this guy's been making strides. Of course, he's he's targeted the Python creator, but he has made, done many accomplishments throughout his year. And it makes sense that he this guy just doesn't the retirement life is just not for him. It wasn't gonna last and he Mm -hmm. even knew that. So uh, it was just big things, just out of nowhere. He's like, you know, just joining Microsoft and it kinda threw storms. I'm surprised you guys didn't hear about
1: this. I had no idea.
0: Uh, Yeah, no clue, honestly. Italian big news this week. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So let's move on. Let's calm down a little bit. Let's go to a little bit more in the consumer range, right? And we're Mm -hmm. talking. Sadly, the big losers of the current pandemic, movie theaters. So, AMC is trying to change their luck, and they're off launching a new program, theater rental. Oh yeah, I've seen
1: this. So, I have not.
0: so if you've seen this, then you may have heard of their beta phase. A hundred dollars
1: to on. rent an entire movie theater.
0: Hundred dollars to rent an entire movie theater, up to twenty people. Uh, masks are required. Uh, the tw- the hundred dollars is for any particular AMC Selective movies, so you can pretty much have a range of movies mm-hmm. from five years ago, ten years ago, and stuff like that. Wait, how many movies? It's a hundred dollars for one movie, one showing, mm. right? But it's up to twenty people. So if you get twenty friends, you split it. That 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 comes down to cost significantly, right? Well,
2: uh, nine. I think we're gonna still keep movie night in my basement because we've uh, been to seven movies. That's yeah. More.
0: So but. yeah, I mean. If you ever had that dream of, like, just having your home movie theaters to yourself, this is the time to really go out and do this. I mean... Fun,
2: fun fact, though. I will throw a fun fact here. Because I have actually experienced this before. Oh, really? So, so, when me and my... Me and five buddies of mine, or four buddies of mine, went to go see Hangover 3 when it came out in theaters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went during the school day on a Wednesday. Uh, because it was, like, a half day, so we were free the rest of the day. Yeah. So, we went on a Wednesday to a movie theater by my house. And we get into the theater... And mm-hmm. it was completely empty. We had the whole theater to ourselves for that entire showing, right I mean it's and
0: Tuesday.
2: It was probably the most fun we've ever had, just because like we could yell, we could scream, we could shout. We were kids then, so it all out. We were kids then too, so obviously a food fight ensued at some point, right but yeah. like, ah uh, dude, it was it was a lot of fun, and if anyone gets the chance to actually do this, it's definitely worth your while. I would say go. Uh,
0: highly recommend it. i've been hearing stuff from the community that like depending on the movie theater you're in if it's like a small theater right they even might even let you like bring in some of the movies you know like at, like they can if they have the hookup equipment allowed to you can bring in the movie they'll let and let you play that some guys are even trying to do a talk so maybe doing like some kind of game night with the projector
2: Oh, uh, guys do you imagine smash night on a movie projector oh, that would be insane
0: Say, of course, that varies through theater theater. If you're, you know, at a big town or a big city, it's not going to fly. But if you're at a small theater, a small town, you know, who knows? You may be in luck. Yeah, uh, there's, uh, Like I said earlier, uh, if you heard about this, because it was in beta phase for about four weeks. Uh, and the, the statistics from the beta phase has been really well. So it, this program was launched just this uh, past Tuesday. But they've been doing a beta phase for four weeks, and they had about 110k uh, inquiries already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's already been a big success. And and you gotta remember, no significant marketing and no press announcement. They like soft, quiet launched this, and they got 110k uh, inquiries in four weeks. That's, That's insane. That's nutty. People, people say what you want, say how the how say how the industry is going for them. People still want a you know theater experience, uh, and you know if you're willing to dish out the uh, what's it called, the cash for it, which I, I which I must say the price is pretty good. You you can get that experience easily. Uh, I will have to say though there are some rules. Again, we're in you know pandemic times, so masks must be worn. Uh, you must have uh, appropriate social distancing, right? It cannot be more than 20 people due to the uh, restrictions right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside, And here's a big one that a lot of people don't know. Outside food and drinks are not permitted. So that's how they really get you.
1: Oh, I'm sure yeah. they're not.
0: They're not. But I mean, it, it makes sense. And of course, if you want to watch some of the newly really released films that just come out this month and last month, that's going to be an additional cost. That's going to start at 150 instead of $100. So if you don't mind watching a movie from four years ago, and I'm sure there's a couple of movies you probably haven't seen, this is really the chance to go through, especially if you have a group of 19 buddies with you. Highly recommend it. But what, what do you think about this for? I know, I know we talked about in the past the movie industry is dying and stuff like that. Do you see this as a turnaround? What do
1: you... I mean, it could be, right? Like, I mean, personally, I really stopped going to movies all that often. I never... You know, maybe once in a yeah. while I'd go if there's, like, a really big movie. But I think the last movie that I personally saw was... Um... Avengers, was it Endgame? I can't remember the last one, Endgame. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Endgame. I think that was the last movie I saw in the theaters, and that was, like, when did that come out? Like, over a year ago at this point? More, Yeah, more than a year ago, actually. So, I mean, really, I'm not a huge movie theater guy to begin with, but, like, you know, for $100 to get a whole theater, I mean, that's, like, a fun night that you can go out with your friends, get a whole theater, like, You know, whatever it's 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 it's, a good time. It's a good time. It's a good time. Especially during
0: the pandemic, it's you need you need some sort of activity. This is this could be it. This could be it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
0: I have to say, I'm a a big I'm a big movie guy. Uh, No joke. And the turn of the year, before everything you know went the way it went, uh, I was watching two movies, three movies in the theater a week. Oh wow! Uh, And it's because I was part of this like AMC program. Pretty much, if I went on a Tuesday, uh, I would uh, it would be like five docs. So, I would just watch movies I, and I kind of pushed myself to watch new movies that I wouldn't watch because it was so cheap. And I was basically making like a re- review journal. I was like basically writing reviews for each journal. Uh, I got the idea from some guy and it was a fun experience. But you know, guy. <laughs> I, I, from the way it happened, that, that whole thing kind of just dropped the ball. And, you know, I haven't done it since. But who knows? It, I, it's a good thing. But let's uh, move on. We got a lot of stories and I'm not joking about that. So, next one. I don't know if you guys heard about this one. This one has been a big blow to me, and I've been thinking about it since I heard it. But there are changes to the Google Photos policy. I have heard oh, about this. I actually oh, heard about it yesterday. So and all I was good mad. things, all good things must come to an end, sadly. And Google Photos have announced that they're ending their free unlimited storage, June first, twenty twenty one. Yeah, so I how heard. So let me give you the details, right? If you didn't know, Google has been offering unlimited free photos backup in, quote unquote, high quality, uh, for any participants who use their app. Um, but after five years of doing so, you know, it's I guess they they I ha- got enough of your data. I don't know, but it's, <laughs> it's time. definitely did. It's time they the ball. The, it's time to pay up, and starting on June first of next year, any photos after that date. Will now start counting towards your initial 15 gig uh, amount, and not only did this policy change towards photos, it has changed towards other storage mediums such as Google's worksheet documents and spreadsheets. So those about, there is look, a caveat how about Google Calendar, the... though.
1: Google Calendar. This. There may not, but I'm not too sure. Do you, actually... remember, do you remember our friend built the database solution on Google Calendar? Do you remember that? Yes, 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 yes. Oh. unlimited storage. what is time? Time is infinite. Therefore we have <laughs> infinite storage. <laughs> exactly. But
2: one thing to note one thing to note about this is there is a caveat to this whole thing. And the caveat is that if you own a Google Pixel, mm-hmm. you are not you are actually not affected by this change.
0: Yes. So the deal was uh if you guys remember the first one of the biggest features of the first Google Pixel. Was that they st- they stated that if you uh, Google Pixels will have able to upload high quality photos, um, for life, right? That was the whole shebang. That was a whole big feature back then. They kind of changed that policy though. Initially, the deal was that original quality photos was for life. They reduced it to high quality to what it was now, but it's still unlimited. So if you have a Pixel, fret not. You will still get unlimited storage. Uh, there's no. Inf- uh, information if future Pixels will uphold that deal too. I really hope so because that's a really big feature to have against other Androids and even the iPhone itself. Um, but, you know, things things are changing. What do you guys think? I- I'm
1: tr- truly saddened by this.
2: I mean, as a user of Google Photos, like, I'm pretty upset. I'm pretty upset too. Um, I'm a big so I don't I don't use hurt- any
1: of those, so it's not really going to affect me, to be honest.
2: It hurts me there, but... um. You know, I kind of saw this coming. I mean, there's no way that Google could really support all this. I think 9.0 is another story that I, I don't want to ruin yet, but, like, something to do with uh, Kubernetes and Docker, right? And so, you know, a lot of these free storage options that we're used to seeing in the past can no longer really maintain themselves. So it's, yeah. they, have to, they have to do something at some point, you know?
0: 100%. It, it, it's just the way it goes. You know, like I said earlier, all good things must come to an end. If there's something, as our servers you're experiencing right now that's free and, they're, and you're wondering how they're making money, trust me, they're not. And it's going to come to an end. Um, of course, you know, the way this is going right now, any, any, uh, you still can use the unlimited storage up to June 1st. So if I were you, make backups. This is your time. Make backups. Use it as much as you can right now. And then once June, June 1st comes in, it is up to you if you want to pay to uh, to increase your story size for future uploads or move on. That's all I can say. So, Just let's move ass. on. Just build a NAS. The NAS is also a great idea. and I highly recommend it.
2: It's so on my to-do list. It's on my to-do
0: list. Let's, let's go on to our first medium-sized story. That's not a big story. Medium-sized story. Medium? And, wow. Yeah. Told you. <laughs> Lots of news today. First thing first, this whole medium-sized story is going to be I'm about... Realistic. What?
1: You said first. I'm the (laughs) realist. YouTube.
0: YouTube has been uh, in the news a lot this week, and mostly bad. Uh, (laughs) Mostly? (laughs) That's an understatement. (laughs) But we'll 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 go through it. So first story first. You guys, I know you guys know this. I know everyone in the internet knew this, but YouTube experienced a widespread technical problems. So uh, this is your uh, medium
1: story. What the hell are you It was down stories? for like an hour and a half. All of YouTube globally, no one could play globally. videos.
0: Globally, it was down. So if you're, uh, so essentially, it was tweeted at uh, seven twenty-three p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. YouTube reported, if you're having trouble watching YouTube videos on YouTube right now, you're not alone. We're aware of the issue. We're we'll working on it. Um, it took them about two hours, and from then, Team YouTube said that their service was a store. So for two hours, YouTube was bad globally across the world. Four engineer. It was? What Did they say? What it was. So, uh, yeah. reaching for a comment, Google spokesperson said that they have no additional details about the outage. So right now, they're not—they're keeping their lips sealed
1: about the whole. Nah, program.
2: it was definitely some junior engineer testing something in production. Four, we already knew this. We already it's, called It's that, it's, right? it's, it's, it's,
1: prob- it's probably some edge case they haven't fixed yet, so they won't say anything because it might happen again. <laughs> it's quite possible. The, the the stories and the theories
0: can be endless when it comes to a server as big and as expensive as YouTube. You know, we're talking about global wide service that uh, it's used constantly. It's so funny, right? Like
1: how would you even figure out what caused that problem? Think about how many pieces YouTube must have. It's insane. You wouldn't be able to, Uh, it just,
0: it's like trying to find a little, a needle in a haystack. You're going to have to go through every single uh, hay and realize what the hell is going on and see what's out of place. The energy it, it, they have
2: here is that, you know, all of YouTube stuff is located in San Bruno, California, right? Like, they have other mini-mini headquarters all over the world, but it's not like Google, where Google has main headquarters in almost every major city in the world at this point, right? Yeah. Where it's like YouTube is very isolated into one specific location, so it's still easier to maintain, but like you guys said, it's a huge program, it's a huge system. It'll take them time
0: to figure everything out. 100%. It, it, it's It's insane. It's... I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I, YouTube had had an outrage last year. I don't know if you guys remembered it, but it wasn't as long. I think it was like 45 minutes uh, or in half an hour. It was relatively quick. They patched it. I think half an hour most it was fixed. But for this long and for this massive, like I remember last year it wasn't, I think it was only in the United States based. This
1: was globe And for two hours. You know what it is? For- Here's the problem, right? YouTube is is tough because you have so much, like I guess footage and it just, The amount of like storage it must take to host all of the videos on YouTube is absolutely astonishing, right? So even if they have maybe one redundancy where you have to replicate almost like everything, right? If, If your redundancy also goes down or you lose access to your redundancy, like I don't think there's any like third or fourth backups for YouTube like there might be for other systems that don't have all that data. 100%. I wonder
2: if YouTube has a QA server. I'd be really, I'd be really intrigued to play they have that.
1: To. They have to.
0: They have to. Well, well anyway, that's YouTube. Well, ho- hopefully they fix that, that little the little glitch. We'll call it a little glitch for now. And um, things will be fine. But uh, YouTube's not really good on it. And there's another story that came out about them. Some might say bad, but a lot of people said good. Uh, just not for Google's sake. And that's YouTube canceled Rhyme this year.
1: Oh, I saw that, yeah.
0: So YouTube has officially uh, has canceled their annual end-of-the-year ch- uh, tribute to their creators' trends and moments that usually define the platform throughout the year, and they have said that it would not happen this year. They said uh, the company issued a statement acknowledging that 2020 has been very different, and they added that it didn't feel right to carry on as if it didn't. In other words, 2020 was just too much. And we just want to forget showed- it. <laughs> Essentially, like they said, look,
2: they they want to move on. Look, everyone hates YouTube Rewind anyway. I'm not even gonna go there. As long what as PewDiePie is less making, good rewind, change my mind. As long as Pewdie, as long as is making a rewind, I
0: don't really care what YouTube's doing. It, it, it's, it, a lot of people agree with you too. Uh, <laughs> the, the the community out, out uh, feedback was this was uh, a mix of celebration, partying, and who cares? Yeah, basically, <laughs> I'm
2: in the who cares aisle.
0: Yeah, so... uh, I don't know if YouTube was expecting that sort of reaction. Maybe they were. Maybe this is just a cover-up because they felt like they want to get trash-talked or get the most disliked video of the year again. Uh, So they just used 2020 as a cover-up. Who knows? But it's not happening. This is also the first time that Rewind will happen uh, since YouTube actually started the the tradition back in 2010. So it almost reached 10 years in a row. Sadly, it did not. Um... They did not say if it will return for 2021. Maybe this is the end of Rewind Forever. We don't know.
1: You're right, uh, 9. I think they might just be sick of getting the most disliked video on their own platform.
0: I mean, I, hey, oh. hey, hey. That means
2: PewDiePie has won the war, and we can all celebrate.
1: <laughs> At least he won a war, because
0: he didn't win the last war. Sadly. He
2: didn't win the T-Series war, so... <laughs> he didn't win the T-Series
0: war, but... Uh, <laughs> you know, he won a war. Uh, we'll see. Maybe PewDiePie would even... Follow the trend. Maybe he even says 2020 is too much. Who knows? No, A lot of people would actually be sited by that news if he does this or that. But again, he has no responsibility. If anything, PewDiePie's rewind was always a direct reaction to YouTube's rewind. But if YouTube's rewind's not happening, then there's nothing really to go by. That's
1: true, you're right.
0: So, I, oof. Maybe there won't be a PewDiePie rewind. Maybe maybe we need the evil for the good to come in.
2: Maybe, maybe.
0: But, Next story, let's sadly, move on. Let's move on. Let's go to, I guess, somewhat good news. And Google's giving out free stuff again. Kind, of, kind of. Where? When? So, too late. Uh, it's too late for you. Uh, but Google is giving out was well, giving out free Stadia premiere to YouTube premiere members. Oh, so, I wasn't a member anyway. So, so you weren't <laughs> a member anyway. So don't worry. Uh, and if you don't know what Stadia is, we we talked about this before. It's a streaming service. A, a uh, cloud gaming streaming service to so essentially you uh, you pay, pay the membership. You can then download games through their Google's uh, cloud service and basically play their games on any platform that pretty much supports an application. You know, iPhone, tablets, your web browser, boom, you can play it. No longer do you need a dedicated machine to run this. It's all run by Google servers and through streaming. Some people hate it. I should say most people hate it. Uh, um, so it's not pretty good, accurate. You know, it's not doing very well, and you can kind of see that's tr- really trying. Uh, so, in order to jump up interest, they gave out their Stadia Premiere. If you don't know what Stadia Premiere is, it's their little bundle that comes with, a, I think, a month of Stadia. There's their Stadia Game Control and uh, Chrome, Chromecast Ultimate. So, pretty good stuff for free, I gotta say. I mean, a free controller is it's pretty good, I would take it. Uh, I mean, pretty I'd much, it if
1: it you have. should. Ha- free? Anything. Free, it's free.
0: It's a deal. I, I I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. When I heard about this, I try to see if I can still get in. Uh, sadly... You what YouTube Premiere is, though, for us uh, idiots? So YouTube Premiere, right? Uh, many people don't have it. <laughs> so this is probably why they decided to do this. But YouTube Premiere is YouTube's premium uh, membership thing. It basically allows you to download uh, videos offline. So you know how Spotify Premieres lets you download songs for offline? Uh, yeah, same, yeah, yeah. same feature is locked behind YouTube Premiere. Let's you basically download any video on YouTube, and uh, on through through your uh, through your uh, internal stories, and you can watch it
1: offline anytime. For and some people, that's
0: actually a pretty on, good feature. M- you're missing
1: something here. Oh, what am I missing? Also, background playing. Come on, you can close the app oh, and keep I, your videos I, I, going. Oh yeah, I, the
0: reason I forgot about that was because it's kind of
1: Cheesy. supported in uh other ways
0: you can kind of get that feature in the web browser just say it, nine in a web nine browser nine shut tool. up nine shut up shut and, up and <laughs> in uh, other methods so i kind of that's why i kind of forgot it um uh, google's but, always listening like it's a yeah. pain in the neck
1: to do that though like you gotta go you gotta like yeah it's not that you support it it's, it's, blah, blah, it's blah. a
0: workaround and every time a workaround is found google kind of like nips it in the butt so and that's how it is but yeah like like four said that's another feature but uh i you know it was free. You had to be a member, sadly, since November 6th. After that, that's pretty much how they determined their pools. Uh, it's no longer available. Uh, part of this could be because, you know, the first anniversary of Stadia is also coming up. So this could also be kind of a like part celebration to mm-hmm. that. time.
2: Uh, they were just trying to get rid of inventory.
0: I think they were trying to jump <laughs> up interest. Nothing says, nothing dr- uh, drums on marketing like a free stuff. That always gets everyone's eyes peeling. It got me looking at Stadia, so it kind of worked. Sadly, it couldn't hook me in unless they gave it to me for free. That's how I am. But um, well, that's it. We're running out of time. We got about you know, a couple minutes left, right? 20 minutes left. So now it's time to do our two big stories. And we got one hidden surprise story at the end. First big story. You may have may not heard, but there was a couple of big launches this week. Yeah. If you're a gamer, you definitely know what I'm talking about. And if you're not, well,
1: you let me should. explain it to you. Maybe? I don't Maybe. You know.
0: First big story. Basically, the launches of PlayStation Five and Xbox X has been out, and well, it's been really tough to get one.
1: Well, I've seen. Um,
0: Not surprising. Essentially, we're talking about almost impossible to get it if you didn't pre-order back in back in the day. So, wait,
1: nine? Was it easier to get it? Was it, is would it be easier to get a PS Five or X or Xbox Series X or an yeah. RTX thirty eighty? Which would be easier to get right now?
2: Ooh, mm,
1: that's a good answer. I would say definitely
2: uh, the PS, definitely the PS and Xbox. Yeah, I would say the
0: PS5, just because I, I I think I saw a couple of times it went on stock. I don't think I ever saw a 380 or 370 in stock ever.
2: I haven't seen 380 on stock, so.
0: So, let me, let me, I got a couple of new stories. They're pretty much general, the same idea, right? Uh, But they all kind of tie in the idea that how difficult it has been for a lot of gamers to get hands on their Xbox Series X and their PS5. So one big thing is Best Buy was on the news and they basically said that they won't have any PS5s or Xbox Series X in store until 2021. So in other words, don't even come to our stores, we won't even have it in stock in our inventory. Uh they basically said that if you want the if you want the console, you're going to have to try it online and there's no guarantees in that. So this this year has been kind of weird, uh, in terms of console generation. I don't know if you guys remember previous big console generations: the Xbox 360, the PS3, the PS4, the Xbox uh, X, you know, Xbox One. My bad. Um, they they always had a couple. You always saw a couple of footage of people, you know, camping in front of the stores, waiting until the clock struck midnight, getting the first console, and being like, I was the first of my.
2: But this is one of those years, you know, this is one of those years where first supply chains all over the world, unless you're Amazon, was completely destroyed. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Had, people had no workers for at least three to six months of the year, depending on I your country it. that you're located in. And like, it's it's hard to get everything done. So there's that. Uh, so the manufacturing was down. Supply chains were down. Now through the pandemic and a lot of rules across, you know, multiple countries in the world, it's kind of hard to even camp out at night without being six feet apart. Can you imagine? Everyone camping outside of Best Buy to get that a PS5. Line will
0: be miles long.
2: The whole parking lot will be filled in about three seconds, right? Like, if you had to be six feet apart. So, no way that was going to work out. This has just been one of those strange years for, like, a business perspective where it's kind of very tough to actually do anything. So, it's I mean- brutal, but, you know, it is what it is.
0: I mean, they even said this. So, Best Buy even said it. this means no need to camp out at our local store. Check, up, check back up on BestBuy.com without leaving your home. Uh, even Sony has strongly discouraged eager gamers from lining outside stores. Uh, as they said it can provide a heightened COVID risks and ongoing pandemic. So yeah. they understand the risks, they understand, you know, gamers are willing to do anything it takes in if I, there's no other more passionate group of people than gamers and with a console release. So yep. they up. They released they they told everyone, hey guys, stay home. Don't even think about Don't even think about coming here. Don't your- think about it. Get out of here. Go to your BestBuy.com and get it. And sadly, it's been a nightmare to get one. Uh, and this is not go just for the PS5. The Xbox Series S and X has also been notoriously difficult to get. Um, most stores don't even have this console in stock. Some say they're going to have it on Black Friday. Not confirming it. Some of them have popped in throughout the week. Like, just suddenly, like, hey, we're going to have a couple of them at like 10 minutes and then they're gone in like a second some source even like like target don't even i'm not even sure they're gonna have in stock for black Friday. they're like maybe target ever got it in stock to be honest with you (laughs) maybe they maybe not Uh, (laughs) it's insane and of course when something as valuable and as demanding as something like this the
1: resale market is on fire yeah it is of course eight hundred dollars nine hundred dollars thousand dollars xbox ps5 is everywhere Exactly. Thousand,
2: bro. You're looking at two to three thousand. I think I saw one PS Five for twenty grand listed on the first day.
0: There, there was a couple listed for five grand, a thousand grand. It's insane. I, I get. I once again, I must encourage people who are listening. Do not fall for these scalpers. You know, as much as you think you want a PS Five or an Xbox Series X, just wait. It will come to you. Don't, don't, don't. That's exactly what they want you to do. It's not worth it. I guarantee you, hundred percent, it's not worth paying a thousand dollars for the Xbox Series X. No matter of those 4K textures. Those textures will come. Don't worry.
2: Especially well, if you're the guy who doesn't have a 4K TV but bought the Xbox Series X to take the 4K
0: values in, you have honestly no effect whatsoever. So please just wait. And let's be honest, like, they're great consoles, right? I, I personally don't have a, a real preference of one over the other, but the game lineups are not there yet. You know, the games, there's only a couple. There's some good gems like Spider Man that were released, uh, but Honestly, not even a Spider- but even
2: fan. then, from what I've heard about that game, Spider-Man Morales, you're referring to, right? That game's only about an hour to an hour and a half long.
0: It's Honestly. not. No, it's five hours, but you can kind of stretch that to like ten hours because there's like side things. But yeah, it's it's a it's a definitely a shorter game than the average AAA uh, game. Definitely. Life
2: life life hack: go to bed by eight a.m. Just play the whole game while you're there, and then go home,
0: or just wait till next year until something's like I will do. Or
2: that. But so, you play it for free at Best Buy.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, like
0: so. Uh, also, Amazon has also been in the news, and Amazon has been a little bit even more, I guess, in f- dealing with bad news to gamers because they even announced okay. that their Xbox Series X P orders may not arrive until December thirty first.
1: Oh man, nothing hurts a gamer more
0: than looking at their Amazon thing and seeing December thirty first written on. That's the supply gotta be chain
1: Masters have fallen. What the heck?
0: They, so they take
2: can't... back what I said earlier. This podcast episode. even Amazon <laughs> supply chain's a complete piece of shit now. Now, now, now.
0: I will defend. They say latest, so it could be sooner. They could be just providing themselves some comfort room in case you know one supply chain fall
2: that happens. You know, they're not saying. Or it Jeff anything. Bezos is just using that money to go to Mars. You know,
0: one or the other going, going to Mars before the, the outcry destroys them but yeah uh it's not good news they're warning this right now it's only for xbox series x uh their amazon's warning it but some customers have complained that they're getting similar alerts and warnings for their ps5 orders so give or take so it, it has been pretty hard and not to mention even sony has said up front on their on their website that they're going to be pretty much no ps5 in stock during the launch day and there wasn't it really wasn't. In this past the launch day was yesterday of this time of this recording. They were pretty much done. <laughs> I looked around just because I was an eager guy. I just want to see if it, if it was possible for me to get one. No way, holiday It was literally impossible. Uh, To 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 give you an idea how difficult it is to get one. In Japan, where these things are coming from, right? They had a lottery system for you to get one. Oh, if man. you won the lottery system, you won the prize of being able to aff- the the opportunity to buy one.
2: <laughs> that's, that was, a stupidest, that's the stupidest thing. I've heard that thing about Yeezys also when Kanye dropped the Yeezys at Adidas and every time and you get a lottery system so that you can actually buy it for regular price.
0: Exactly. That, that's, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. That's the, that's the type of demand we're dealing with. And that's the type of supply we're dealing with. It is almost non-existent. And, you know, I kind of saw this coming, you know. With the, you know how the you know, pandemic has really like you know to alluded to the supply chain has pretty much has failing apart due to the pandemic and everything and we're still kind of recovering from that not to mention these are highly demanding consoles they're still relatively new it's gonna be a while I, I expect you probably won't see a return of stock until maybe March of next year and the earliest probably maybe most likely summer we'll get full stabilization on supplies but that's the news for consoles kind of sad if you if you're out there listening and you couldn't get your couldn't hold your ps5 your xbox series things hold on tight soldier you'll get yours soon and if you're lucky enough to get one congrats you're the diamond in a rough so let's move on to our last big story and i think two knows exactly what's the last big story let's see it let's just say it's a you know it's one of my favorites
1: the apple event Oh, I know nothing the Apple about event. <laughs> the Apple... You really don't? No, I know nothing about this. Well, let me educate
0: you then, For Me and I actually watched it live on our stream, so... Let me educate you this then, For because the Apple event was kind of a... Garbage. <laughs> I <say> that, but... <laughs> it was something. It was something. And we're, we're <laughs> and we're still getting kind of news from it, and there's a lot to talk about. So, first things first. before we even talk about the Apple event, let's talk about the events leading up to the Apple event. So, a few days before the Apple event... Um, when it was pretty much announced that the event was going to be about their new silicon chips, a lot of Apple major app makers have already said that they're going to they're not going to offer initial support for Apple silicon. These companies are Facebook, Google, and even Candy Crush either, for some reason. Um, People still play that game. Surprisingly, uh, as essentially their their lineups of families of services. So you know, Google Calendar, Google Photos, Facebooks, Oculus, Facebook, WhatsApp are pretty much not going to have a Silicon-native app on launch, right? This doesn't mean they're not going to come out with eventually, but they're basically saying that hey, we're going to basically just use our iPad versions of our apps and use that. So that's pretty much how it is. So a lot of people kind of turn this as like, oh, Apple's not going to get r- real support. Apple's going to probably, you know, fall apart. You know, they really need that third-party support. they um, don't. Damn, yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> not kind of not. Um, it's still going to be there. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's still going to be there because of the way the architecture is pretty much one-to-one to be the same chips mm-hmm. used in the iPads and the iPhones, right? Uh, you can now basically run iPads and iPhone apps natively on your new Mac Silicon chips. So this means you can literally play games like Among Us that are only available on the iPad and, and the iPhone on your new MacBook easily, no problems. That also means that any iPad or iPhone application... Available in the App Store will work instantly day one on your new MacBook. So, and it's just gonna say on the top, design for iPad, not verified for Mac OS. So you kind of get an idea that what you're, if it doesn't work, you know, 100% smooth or yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't work natively, you, you know what you're getting yourself into. But uh, what do you guys think about this? I mean, it's Honestly, cool. <laughs> it's garbage. Uh,
2: <laughs> if you want my legitimate opinion, like, First of all, they only announced a new chip for
0: the 13-inch MacBook Pro. The um... we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't worry. We'll get to that. We'll get to those stories too. But what do, what do you guys think about the like the initial feedback at all? Do you, do you think it really cares that they're not going to offer native Silicon apps right away? As long as the web browser works for 90 percent of people who actually buy this MacBook, okay. it's going to be fine. Oh, okay. Right.
2: So I don't really see any harm there. But you know, I don't like being the first test dummy uh, getting this kind of stuff. But if you want to be the first test dummy, you're more it's than just, welcome to. It's
0: just, it's just not going to affect
1: me. I'm not going to buy one of those Macs right now, right? So it just, you know, by the time I even need to get one of those, it'll just be too late. It'll, it, be, it'll, it'll be fixed. It'll, so
0: it'll be fixed. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, you know, because I was. Same. Gonna be- and let's move on to what our two said. Let's talk about the actual chips. So the actual vent. So the actual chip was announced. The M1 chip. They're calling it. This little chip was going to be used in the new MacBook Air and the new MacBook Pro lineup of uh, this year. Uh, essentially this new M1 chip is an all-unified memory architect. That means that it has the CPU, the GPU, and the RAM all in one and some other components. This is very different from having basically just a dedicated CPU, dedicated RAM, dedicated GPU separately in one system, right? It's an 8-core, 5-nanometer processor, uh, and it offers faster processing and performance by using... Uh, all everything all in one, like I said earlier, uh, unified memory architecture compared to having everything separately. It also touts that it has better power power efficiency with higher performance, compared uh, with three times more performance per watt compared to other leading CPUs. And like I said earlier, it's able to run iPad and iPhone's apps natively for the first time instantly. Now, the, the, the things they line up for, let me tell you the products they have. They announced the new... 13-inch MacBook Pro with the new M1 chip. They announced the new uh, Mac Mini, and they announced the new uh, MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the new these new products all using the new M1 chip. Right. So you know for the first time you're having a essentially a MacBook Air, a MacBook Mini, and a MacBook Pro using the same processor. Like there's no. I'm not talking about like... That means 1, they all be
1: similarly priced, right? No. Yeah, no, no. Of course no,
0: not. No, 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 no. So the Mac Mini is starting at $700. The Mac Air is going to start about $1,000. And the Mac Pro, Pro is going to start about $1,300. Which is ridiculous, honestly, because it's only the 13-inch. And most of them have also a limit of 16 gigs of RAM, which is insane. Just, wait, just 16? Uh, like, upper limit. So, you can't you can go higher than 16 gigs uh, RAM.
2: Look, as long as the chip is high-performance enough to actually take advantage of that 16 gigs, I'm okay with it. But knowing, knowing that it's the first iteration, the first gen of this chip, no way in hell is it optimized enough.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, th- th- those, are, those are some of the concerns that people are having right now. Um, But there have been some sort of shocking news, I would say. So... New benchmarks have come out for the new M one chips, right? And at the moment, the M one chips in the MacBook Air outperforms the high end sixteen inch MacBook Pro from last year. So on a CPU performance based on base, single core versus and multi core, it outbeats the, the, the more the powerful I9 from last year. That's Which- a lot right there. That's a lot. That says a lot. So, you're, and you're talking. I'm talking about the MacBook Air outperforming a MacBook Pro. Uh it's insane. It's kind of. It, it definitely. It's it's definitely crazy. This MacBook Air also was also only um with an eight gig ram, and it has a single core of sixteen eighty seven and a multi core score of seven seven thousand four hundred thirty three, and only has and it had a three point two gigahertz base frequency. Uh to note that the high end. MacBook Pro 16 inch had only had a single core score of 1096 mm-hmm. and a multi-core of 6878 so not hugely different but it's still beautiful it. enough and that's insane it's good enough right exactly it's good enough you're talking about a, so you brought a MacBook air yeah this is a MacBook air now to be fair the MacBook airs processor is the same one in the the new 13 inch MacBook pro uh the only real difference if you don't know for uh, is that the MacBook Air is fanless, so there's no fans whatsoever, while the MacBook Pro does have fans, so it will throttle with higher, you know, uh, higher temperatures. So it probably, that's probably where it gets its uh, limitations. While the MacBook Air with fans is able to, you know, you know, perform at higher temperatures, was so able to, you know, throttle higher at higher mm-hmm. limits. So that's pretty much. But it's using the same processor one to one, even the even the RAMs are the same. The only real difference between the now between the MacBook Air and the and the Pro and the Mini is just pretty much external designs. One has no screen, one has a, a smaller screen, one has the biggest screen. That's pretty much it at this point now. There's real no <laughs> true difference uh, other than that. And I mean, some may argue that it doesn't need to have a difference um, if it if it performs well and it's giving good benchmarks. Uh, it's good enough
1: may argue what, what do you guys think I mean it seems pretty interesting right you're gonna have the same trip now running on almost every single platform with similar performance across the board the only thing I can hope is that Apple like accurately represents pricing based off of the performance of their computers rather than yeah. just trying to shove the same price tags on something yeah I mean it is to note that I was expecting a price drop there there really wasn't
0: a price drop it, there's still pretty much price pretty much exactly the same as their previous right, because,
1: generation model because your, your your macbook air has always been slower than your macbook pro right and like it's yeah. always been priced to account for that So like if you're going to have the same performance on both of them now i mean i'm expecting the macbook pro to not be a thousand dollars more expensive than the macbook air anymore right so oh, you know,
0: like, remember like i said there's the same processor so theory, in theory they can perform the same performance yeah
1: but the air is fanless
0: so when you have something fanless and it gets to uh, a high enough temperature, it's gonna throttle. And uh, the Pro does have fans, so it won't have throttle as much. That's pretty much it. But underneath after that, it, it's it's the same processor. So that's pretty much like I said. What you're pretty much paying for in difference is all external stuff, fans, screen, and I guess that Pro name. That's pretty much it.
1: Uh, oh, and also the
0: battery. That's pretty much in the battery. So, and, and they both have a limit of only 16 gigs, which is insane because, you know, the previous MacBook uh, iterations can go up to 32 gigs. Uh, you cannot do that. Probably
2: what stopped them from creating iMacs and from other high end devices because they're, since they're limited to 16 gigs, that could only support that chip right now. They can't
0: really do anything higher end until that's resolved, you know? That may be part of the thing. It could be that they, they really think that they don't need the higher end chips. You got to remember that these new processors aren't. I guess I the same class in a way as like Intel and these. They all have they have a unified memory architecture, which means that in this process I learned it has cores dedicated for GPU already, cores dedicated for CPU, and memory uh, allocated for its RAM. So those that 16 gig RAM is not even in the chip RAM that it's using. It's a separate additional RAM that it can use. So that's why it's very different from traditional cpus it already has technically its own ram so it it, so apple probably just thinks that because it already has its own ram and its own gpu cores and its cpu cores it doesn't need to be 32 gigs it just the it needs to be 16 and that's fine we'll see how it goes yeah i guess we shall see you know Mm -hmm. we shall see it's very interesting to hear to hear about this and pretty much it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a weird one i I really interested to see what apple does for they're high ends. But that's that's something to wait to see. Anyway, we're almost done. We're pretty much done. Bonus wrap episode? It up. Where
1: is it? The Bonus, bonus
0: one. Bonus, bonus one. You're going to love this one. It is a tradition. As you guys don't know about me, my favorite holiday is coming up. I love me Black Friday. It is one of my favorite holidays of the year. And it seems like I'm not alone. Because Herman Miller is having a Black Friday sale. Oh, oh man. Oh, there, there we oh, go. go. Whoa. Whoa that's right that's right 15% off all Miller shares we're talking about a huge lineup of their categories everything on sale even the new gaming share that we talked about multiple times is on sale right now for the first time because of Black Friday so you know what kind of sale are I we saw, talking, talking about
1: here 9 we're, don't we're get my hopes about,
0: up we're talking about 15% off everything we're talking about top of the line stuff even 15% that's you're so talking that's about ideal. a plan that never goes on sale Finally, decided to drop the bucket. We're talking about, we're talking about, and fifteen percent may sound a little, but we're talking about fifteen percent of prices in the thousands. So fifteen percent saving you a couple hundreds. Yeah. So you know, if you're a Herman Miller fan, I mean, you got to be if you're watching our podcast. This is the time to buy. Hi, I there. mean, I'm not
1: it's too expensive. So, not sponsored by Herman Miller, but we'd like to be. Thank you. Would we like to be Herman Miller. If you're out there, I will.
0: I will. I will do a weekly. No problem. <laughs> just, give, just send me a chair, that will cover the expenses for I think two years. Anyway, that has been TechCast. I, I said I was not lying to you guys when I said this was a very tech cram news week. Also, if uh, you, you buy a Herman Miller chair?
1: Tag us in the post and put it on Instagram. We'd love to see. Please do. Make Please us jealous. I,
0: I can be very envious of you, but uh, I, I guess to answer your question too, uh, I'm just I'm just that lucky. The, the The tech the tech world loves me, and I love it. Yep. That's the symbolic relationship we have, and in those years. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for watching TechCast. I hope you enjoyed our first 45 minute special. 50 Don't forget minutes to follow actually, us. but okay. Oh, whatever. You, you know, tech TechCast news doesn't wait. It has it has to be spread and it has to be shared. Um, but thank you for watching. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias. You know, like I said, like Forrest says, if you get a Herman Miller chair or anything for Black Friday, let us know. And we'll see you guys next time on TechCast. Goodbye, guys. Later.